0: Parents have the most grave obligation to do everything in their power to ensure their children's physical, social, cultural, moral, and religious upbringing. By the time a Catholic enters adulthood, they are more likely today than ever to stop following their Catholic faith. We must work together to turn this around. Do you find it difficult to find time to teach your children the faith? Is it hard to find the right way to teach your children the faith? Are you ready to take more responsibility to help the children you know prepare for eternal life in heaven? You've come to the right place, and I am here to help. This is All About My Catholic Faith, a podcast series to help you learn your faith and inspire you to better share the faith with those you love. And now, it's time for All About My Catholic Faith. This is episode 13, The Communion of Saints and the Forgiveness of Sins. We know that Jesus picked 12 apostles from among his disciples, and he told them to go out into the whole world to spread the good news of what he had been teaching them. He also picked Peter to be their leader. Um, This made the apostles the first bishops of the church, and it made Peter the first pope of the church. And we learned in our last episode that in order for the church to be the one true church that Jesus started, it must actually have four distinct marks. And the marks needed for the one true church are to be one, to be holy, to be Catholic, and to be apostolic. And there's only one church today that has all four of those marks. And although many people don't really understand or don't really know, the one church that has all of those marks is the Catholic Church. In today's lesson, um, it's about the communion of saints and the forgiveness of sins. In our past episodes, you know, we've talked a, a bit about the Apostles' Creed and how that fits into our faith today. And in part of the Apostles' Creed, we say this, I believe in the communion of saints and the forgiveness of sins. So let's learn about why we believe in the communion of saints and what is the communion of saints and how and why are we forgiven of our sins. Well, here's some questions for you to think about uh, during our lesson. You know, I always like to give you a few lessons Are a few questions, actually, to think about as we go into the lesson. So I hope you really are thinking about these as we go through. So the first question is, what did the early Christians do with their possessions, with their things, the things that they owned? Number two, why did they do this? And number three, why do we usually receive Holy Communion together at Mass? So let's get started with a reading from the Bible. And this reading is going to be from the Acts of the Apostles, from chapter 2, verses 42 through 45. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to the communal life, to the breaking of the bread and to the prayers. All came upon everyone, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their property and possessions and divide them among all according to each one's needs. Okay, well, you know, after Jesus ascended into heaven, all his followers kept loving him and they kept obeying his teachings. All his followers kept meeting often and and usually every week or more often to learn all about what Jesus had been teaching them while he was here on earth. This meeting that they had was actually what we call the Mass. And during Mass, they learned all about what Jesus had taught them, and they received the Most Holy Eucharist at Communion. And all of Jesus' followers shared everything that they had with each other. And this wasn't just everything that they owned on earth, but also all of their spiritual goods. Actually, the word communion means sharing. I don't know if you knew that, but communion means sharing or to share. The more that we love each other in Christ, the more that we will want to share all that we have with each other. And if we love one another very much, we don't want to just share the things that we can see, but we also want to share the things that we can't see. You know, our love and our attention and our dedication and our loyalty. God has given us many graces and spiritual riches. And the more that we love each other, the more that we will share in the graces and the spiritual riches that God has given each and every one of us. The more that we share what we have, the more that we will receive what others have. And Jesus wants us all to be saints. I don't know if you know that. And a saint is someone that loves and follows Jesus with all of his or her heart and all of his or her soul. You know, we normally think of saints as those who lived a very holy life and are now in heaven with Jesus. And, of course, that's absolutely true. You know, when we go to Mass and we have communion, we're not just sharing communion with those holy people that are here on earth. We are also sharing all of our graces and everything that we receive from God with those in heaven, the saints. Another great thing that we do at Mass is to pray for each other. And a great thing is that the saints that are in heaven are also praying for us. They're praying for you and they're praying for me. You know, one of the greatest things that we can do is to share Holy Communion with each other. You know, eating at the same table with one another is a really great sign of friendship. You know, it's always great when you're invited to dinner with a friend or When you have friends come over to your house for dinner, and when we share the Holy Eucharist at Mass at God's table, this is a sign that we not only love God very much, but that we love each other. You know, God commanded us to love Him and to love our neighbor. All the saints in heaven and all the holy people here on earth are also part of that communion at God's table. You know, we're helping each other as best we can to get to heaven. And the saints in heaven are praying every day to try to help you and me get to heaven to join them. You can actually say, we're all in this together. You know, it's a great comfort to me to know that all the holy people, all the saints that ever lived that are in heaven are actually praying for me, praying for you. One day, get to meet them, I hope. And as we learned in previous lessons, everyone who lives a holy life here on earth and dies without mortal sin on their soul will go to heaven. But you know, none of us are perfect. Not even those who have lived a holy life and have died without a mortal sin. And But God never did ask us, and he still does not ask us today, to be perfect. All those holy people who die without mortal sin, but are not perfect, which, of course, is everyone except Mary and Jesus, will go to heaven absolutely, most definitely. You know, Jesus made that promise to us, and he died on the cross for that very reason, that very purpose. And we understand that people that have committed sins throughout their life, but that die in a state of grace, will go to heaven. However. They need to be perfectly clean before they enter the paradise of heaven. So in order to get perfectly clean, you know, you send your car through a car wash or your laundry to the laundromat or to your washer. We actually go to a place that's called purgatory, which is the place that we go to be clean, to have our soul perfectly clean and be ready before we go through the gates of heaven. You know, all those people that have died that are in purgatory, that are being cleaned right now before they get into heaven, they're very, very close to heaven. And they will make it to heaven. That's, that's assured. That's their promise. The communion of saints includes them as well. So again, the communion of saints is all of us holy people here on earth that are loving each other and loving God, all the people in heaven, and all those that are very close to being in heaven those that are in purgatory. We can pray for each other here on earth, and we should, but the people that are in purgatory can't actually pray for themselves. So we can, however, and we should pray for all those that are in purgatory. When I say the rosary, I I try often to ask part of my intentions during the rosary to pray for those that are in purgatory, that They will be able to enter heaven very quickly, very soon. You know, part of the Apostles' Creed that we're talking about today says that we believe in the forgiveness of sins. And we do. And we're going to learn a lot more about the forgiveness of sins in a later episode. But basically, the forgiveness of sins in the Apostles' Creed means that God has given the church, through Jesus Christ, the power to forgive our sins. Remember while Jesus was here on earth he gave the power to forgive sins to his apostles and that power and authority has been handed down throughout the last 2000 years to the priests of the Catholic Church today so let's read a little bit more from the bible now to learn more about the communion of saints this reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 Through 26. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and were all given to drink of one spirit. Now the body is not a single part, but many. If a foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it does not for this reason belong any less to the body. Or if an ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it does not for this reason belong any less to the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God placed the parts, each one of them, in the body as He intended. If they were all one part, where would the body be? But as it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, nor again the head to the feet, I do not need you. Indeed, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are all the more necessary. And those parts of the body that we consider less honorable, we surround with greater honor, and our less presentable parts are treated with greater propriety, whereas our more presentable parts do not need this. But God has so constructed the body as to give greater honor to the part that is without it, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the parts may have the same concern for one another. If one part suffers all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts share its joy. All right, so here's another reading that's going to show our unity and our desire to share with each other by receiving Holy Communion together. And this is from 1 Corinthians also, chapter 10, verses 16 and 17. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one, we, though many, are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. All right. So now it's time for some questions. So, true or false? Christ gave the apostles the power to forgive sins. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true. And we'll learn later that Jesus told the apostles this. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And when he told the apostles that, that's when he actually gave them the power to forgive our sins. Next question, this is also true and false. The priests today do not have this power. Well, that's false. The priests today do have the power to forgive sins, just like the apostles did. And this power has been passed down throughout the 2,000 years. That's one of the greatest things about the Catholic Church. All the powers that Jesus gave the apostles have been passed down throughout the years to the bishops and the priests of today. Here's another question for you. That's also true and false. The communion of saints is a union only of those in heaven. Well, that's right. That is false. Remember, the communion of saints is all the people that are living holy lives here on earth, all the saints that have died and gone to heaven, And all those that have died in a state of grace, but were not perfect and are waiting in purgatory, having their souls cleaned before they make it to heaven. So I have a question for you. God gave his church the power to do what with sins? Absolutely, that's right. Remember, God gave the power to forgive sins to Jesus and to his church. And our last question, the early followers of Jesus Christ did what with their earthly and spiritual goods? That's right. The early followers of Jesus shared their earthly and spiritual goods with each other. And we are asked to share what we have with each other, our talents and our money. That's why we do give to the poor and we give at church and we share what we can do Our talents. You know, I think it's a great idea right now to read and listen to the Apostles' Creed again. So here we go. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. In these first 13 lessons that we've had, we've covered almost everything in the Apostles' Creed. And really, the only thing left to talk about is the resurrection and life everlasting. You know, Jesus was crucified on Good Friday. And if you remember from an earlier lesson, he rose again on Easter Sunday, which was on the third day, two days after Good Friday. You know, the rising of Jesus is the resurrection, and the resurrection is what will give us all everlasting life in heaven. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast directory. And if you like this podcast, make sure you leave a rating and review so we can get this message to more people. I really thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast series. I hope you'll take time to share this podcast with those you love and care for. You can also help our efforts by becoming a supporter of this podcast. It's easy to do. Just click the link that's at the end of the podcast notes or on our website, allaboutmycatholicfaith.com. Make sure you go to Mass this week and every week. You'll be able to be with Jesus and His other friends and followers. The angels and saints are all there too. If you're not Catholic, you're always welcome to come to church with us and to see and learn why we love Jesus so much. I hope you continue to listen to these lessons to keep learning about why we love Jesus and his church. If you know someone who wants to learn more about the Catholic Church, please tell them about this series. Until next time, please pray for me, and I will pray for you. God bless you, and bye for now. All About My Catholic Faith is a 2CJs production.